Well, hello, hello, hello. My name is Holly Iskra and welcome to my podcast. Today I have my best friend here, Stephanie Salusti, and we are in the lash room. She's going to get some lashes done, so we're going to chat while we do that. We're just going to do a removal first. So Stephanie, I met 10 years ago, I think 10 years yeah. ago, and I think we first saw each other in our kids' kindergarten class, and... We were there for an observation or something, yeah. and she looked so mean. <laughs> and but I really have a thing where I have to befriend people and like win them over. So yeah, I ended up winning her over, and we became instant best friends. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Yay! Um, but yeah, that's something I've heard. <laughs> you know this. I've heard this my whole life. Like when I first saw you, you looked like such a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's just because, like, I have so much social anxiety, like, meeting new people. And so I come off as, like, very standoffish because, like, in my head I'm struggling with, like, oh, my God, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. Uh. And so I I do. I come off very standoffish and very bitchy. But then, obviously, as you know, once you get to know me, I turn into, like, an extrovert and I'm a completely different person. This is true. Yeah, so Steph and I became fast friends, and this is the first time I'm having somebody here while I'm doing a service, so this is kind of fun. So we, when you're talking, try not to move too much. Yeah. And I've got a mask on, so hopefully I, I can be heard. Um, yeah, so the one thing about Steph, <laughs> she has seen me through, because it's been so long, my relationship with my ex-husband my other relationships, my little wild phase I had, (laughs) her and her husband have always been like there for me when there's something that I needed. And I ask for the most ridiculous things. (laughs) Can we we talk about the packages? Yes. (laughs) So you're going to have to be careful laughing. Okay. So I get a text message from Hall and it's simply just says so I did something okay so backstory I'm single I'm new to internet dating basically because I was married for so long and I was just exploring everything no limits I was married for a long time so I was just like I feel like I was doing research I'm not like that anymore but anyways okay go ahead (laughs) am I allowed to disclose what was in the packages if you want whatever um So I get a text message from Hall saying, hey, I did a thing. And so my immediate response was, oh, God, what now? So she says, "Um, I had something sent to your house because this guy wanted to send me some stuff. And I didn't want him to have my address. So I told him my name was Holly Salusti. (laughs) and, And I gave him your address. So I immediately go, what the fuck, Holly? And she's like, well, I'm a single mom and I have kids. I'm like, I have kids too. And she's like, well, you have a husband there. So, like, if anything happens, you have him to protect you. (laughs) This was her whole line of thinking. So a few days go by, and I get a massive, massive package dropped off at my front door that says Holly Salusti. So my husband goes, should we open it? And I said, fuck yes, we're opening it. (laughs) So we open the package. And there's two massive, and when I say massive, I mean massive one of them was called coxzilla <laughs> black dildos in the package like massive 
and one smelled like chocolate. Yeah, it did. So there's my husband, and I used to live down the street from Hall, so my husband takes the package <laughs> and walks it down the street and delivers these dildos to Holly's house. And Holly is, like, freaking out, and she was like, thank God I used your address. <laughs> oh, joys. Yep. And that's just one of the many. And then what ended up happening with those? <laughs> so they, they, It was years of fun. <laughs> it was. So they just ended up staying in the packages at Holly's house for years. And then it was when you were, when, when did you decide to get rid of them? I don't know. Like two years ago? Yeah. So Holly was like, I can't have these in my house. Like they never came out of the packages, but they were just there as like mementos. And to show everybody when they'd come over. Yeah. And then she was like, I can't have these at my house. Like, what if I... That's what it was. You were going through your whole, like, purging. What if I die? Oh, right. Yeah. And so she's like, you got to take these. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with these? So I bring them to my house, of course. And they stay in my closet. But then... So I have three children, two of which are teenagers now. But (laughs) at the time... My kids like to rummage through my stuff. So my oldest son was rummaging <laughs> through my closet and came across these packages. <laughs> so now my son thinks I'm a freak. <laughs> and he's like, Mom, what the fuck are these for? And so then I had to tell him the story because I'm not going down for this. I'm not looking like a, a freak. <laughs> so I tell him the story. And he had a bunch of his friends over. So they're howling and they take these. This is finally when they come out of the packages. So they take these out of the packages and they're whipping them at each other and like face slapping each other with these giant, giant black dildos. And then they found out that they suction cupped. So they started suction cupping them to my car and taking pictures of them. And then my husband brought them to work and stuck them all over people's cars. And I'm pretty sure one of them is still at his, co- his co-worker's house because uh, they stuck it to the back of his car and he was driving on the highway with it, <laughs> dangling on the back of his car. Oh, my God. So I don't know what happened to the other one, but the one of them, 100% is still at his co-worker's house. Oh, my God. See, I was the single one providing all the entertainment. Oh, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was like the Chronicles of Holly. Like, every day we did something new yeah yeah it was it was short-lived but I definitely lived every second of it oh yeah so and I was just along for the ride (laughs) yeah so funny so I think like the main reason one of the main things we connected on is we had similar past relationships Mm -hmm. right like so we we kind of bonded that way because you didn't have a happy marriage, but ended up with the love of your of your life. Yeah, yeah. So backstory. I mean, I Holly didn't know me when I was with my ex husband, um, but one of those you know high school sweethearts. I met him in high school. Um, and mine was something similar. Yeah, and then you know we went through a breakup, get back together phase for many years, and I ended up at twenty one getting pregnant with my oldest son. Uh, so yeah, we got back together got married, had another son together, but we were, so our whole relationship was about 10 years, but we were only married for three. Um, so we got separated when my oldest was five and my middle son was two. Um, and yeah, it just wasn't a good, you know, narcissist, all that stuff. Um, not a good relationship at all. Um, and then we separated and 
I had actually met my current husband at work. Um, so I met my current husband in 2011. Working with him, we became really good friends. And then I split with my husband in 2012. And um, yeah, my husband was just there for me. Like he just became my rock and my pillar. And um, he was there for my kids. He helped me pick up all the pieces. Um, and yeah, me and him ended up dating about a year later. So yeah, we've been together since 2011. So you were... Oh, sorry, 2013, not 2011. You were someone that was adamant about not getting married again. Oh yeah, I didn't want to get married. I didn't want to have any more kids. That was something I made very clear to my current husband, M when we started dating. Mm -hmm. I was like, I am not... I hope you know, like, I do not want to have any more kids. I never want to get married. I have a lot of PTSD from my previous marriage um, that I still work through. And, and that, that never really goes away. No, it never does. Like, I was speaking, like, I mean, I you know this. I see a therapist. Yeah. And the one thing that he says to me that really resonates is that trauma never goes away. Because one thing I keep saying to him is, like, listen, I've been with my current spouse for 10 years. I've been separated from my ex-spouse for you know 11 12 years and why do I still have these issues like why do I still have these times when I revert back to to how I felt in that other relationship mm -hmm. and the thing that he said that really resonates is that PTSD and trauma does not have a time frame for healing um, you know, you could be 80 years old in the nursing home and a smell or something somebody says or a TV show or something can trigger you and you'll go right back to that that time frame when you were in the in that trauma mm -hmm. um, and so that's something that I'm trying to work on and not be as hard on myself with um, but yeah I was like nope I'm never getting married again I'm never having any more kids um, and about I don't know three when was Jackson born uh, he was born in 2015 mm -hmm. So yeah, so about two years into our relationship, we decided that, yeah, we wanted to have a baby. But I was still very much like, nope, I'm never getting married. Please don't ask me. I would have anxiety, you know this, on like Valentine's Day and stuff. I was like terrified. So yeah, so I was still terrified that he was going to ask me to marry him. I, I always knew that I was going to spend the rest of my life with him. I just got that feeling with him. And I always told him that, like, I will be with you for the rest of my life. I just, I just can't get married again. Too much trauma and PTSD. And then, I don't know, something just clicked and he kept talking about it. And one day I was like, you know what? If you ask me to marry you, I won't say no. I can't promise that I'll actually make it down the aisle. But, like, I, you know, if you want to be engaged or whatever, I think I'm okay with that. So, 2018, he proposed. And we decided that, like, we were just going to have, like, a small thing because he knew about you know all of my issues and um that was fine but then all of a sudden he's like so when are we gonna book the venue and you know when are we gonna do this so that's when I realized it was really important to him because he had never been married before you know so this was something I could tell that was important to him yeah um so yeah so we started looking for venues and stuff and we decided that we were gonna get married in 20, August of 2020 and I thought that I had kind of gotten past everything, but a big re revelation for mm -hmm. me was when I was sitting on my friend's porch and we were just talking about a bunch of stuff and she's like, oh, how are wedding plans going? And I just broke down 
and just had this hysterical like cry and was like I can't do this and like I love him but I can't do this and she was like maybe you need to talk to somebody um so I decided that before I could like we still kept the wedding date and everything but I was like you know I really think that I need to talk to somebody and work through all this stuff before I get married because it's not you it's me um so yeah I started talking to somebody about like my trauma and stuff like that but anyways long story short COVID hit we couldn't get married in 2020 so we pushed it to 2021 couldn't get married then so finally got married in 2022 and I really think that I needed that time because I mean you were there you were my maid of honor like I was so calm the day we got married mm -hmm. and our joke was that like you were gonna have to tie a rope to you and and walk me down the aisle because right up until the day before the wedding I was like yeah I'm not doing this mm -hmm. like I can't do this I'm not you know I'm not going <laughs> like y'all can have a party without me I'm not going yeah and then that day I was so calm Hmm. Well, I think your body knows, you know what I mean? Like your, well, your body remembers things from obviously your past, but like, I guess you work through it and you were able to be calm, right? Yeah. And like, there was just so many differences. Like when I got married the first time, like I felt so off that whole day, like my gut knew that I shouldn't be marrying him. And I like mean, your first marriage, Yeah, my first marriage, like everybody told me, don't do it. Like, you know, and I knew I, I, I just knew that there was like, I loved him more than he loved me at that mm -hmm. point. And I just knew that, you know, he was marrying me because he felt it was right because we had kids, which was confirmed the day that we split. Like, you know, I asked him and he said, yes, that's exactly what it was. Um, but like that day that I, my ex-husband, when I was marrying him, like I walking down the aisle, I couldn't look at him. And I felt nothing, like, just kind of standing there. And I just felt like we were just going through the motions of life, you know? And, yeah, very awkward. Like, even our pictures afterwards were awkward. Like, I could, you could just tell that it just wasn't something that, like, we wanted. It was more like we have to. Mm -hmm. um, and then with my current husband, yeah, like, I mean, you know, I was totally different that day. Like, calm and, you know, even my dad... And my mom, when they were walking me down the aisle, I just made a joke to my dad. And I said, okay, dad, can we run? And he's like, nope. Aww. And as we're walking down the aisle, he, he says to me, he's like, you're looking at him. That's a good sign. Because again, <laughs> like I, I looked at the floor the whole time for my first wedding, walking down the aisle. And I think that in that moment, I was like, yeah, like, you know, he's the one. Yeah, you can do. 10-year relationship we've gotten into maybe four like major fights where there is like that yelling and screaming mm -hmm. but on a day-to-day -day basis we don't have a reason to fight like we don't have yeah. a reason to bicker um and if we are like you know sometimes yeah he annoys me or I'll annoy him yeah we've had disagreements yeah. but just never screaming matches yeah yeah. And I think you obviously learn from your past relationships, right? And again, like you said, you felt like you weren't being heard in your past relationships. In every single one. Yeah. Every single one. Yep. It, honestly, every single person I was with before this man was just the same person with a different face. Mm-hmm. Like. Oh, yeah. Yep. And so it's a beautiful thing when you find that person that, like, you don't have to explain that to and they just get it. Yeah. It's effortless. And now I kind of understand that, like, relationships shouldn't be this hard. Or, yeah. Yeah, they don't have to be hard. 
Mm-hmm. That was the one thing I kept telling my ex-husband. Like, the thing, it shouldn't be this hard to love you. Like, it shouldn't yeah. be this hard to be married to you. You know, and I, I'm, I know he felt the same about me. Yeah. You know, and obviously I wasn't completely innocent in that relationship. You know, it was... I would be treated poorly for... A long time and then when he decided it was time to be nice I would retaliate and be like oh hell no yeah you don't get to all of a sudden be nice to me now and after 10 years of being with them I'm just starting to come out the other side of this but the biggest thing that people do is compare relationships to their past yeah. and the biggest thing that we have to understand is that they're not the same person this is not the same situation and they're they're not reacting the same way that your past relationship did yeah and so you have to stop comparing it to the past relationship and you have to stop well this is what happened last time so 100% is going to happen again no yeah different scenario different person different relationship and that's something that I struggled with for a really long time and I'm you know through therapy and stuff I'm now starting to come out the other side of that yeah And that, yeah, I think I've said that on one of my podcasts before. Like, comparison is the kiss, kiss of death. Mm-hmm. And that's what him and I just went through because he had some crappy past relationships. So it was like we were projecting onto each other. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, whoa, wait a second. So, yeah. Yeah, we just got to take a second. And as hard as it is in the moment to see the other person's point of view well it's just believing that they they're not going to hurt you yeah and i mean when you've been hurt so many times it's just like ah it's fine you just move on Mm -hmm. like it all heals but i I mean it's not fun to go through yeah sometimes i think why am i why do i even date like when it just always ends this way yeah but that's the pattern that needs to change right yeah it's that the thinking that way yeah right Okay, I'm going to end this recording in a second just because I'm going to need my timer. Yeah, no worries. So, um, with that said, thanks for the conversations and uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here and I'm sure we'll have you on here again. Oh, for sure. I need to be on when we're discussing the book. Yes, that we will do when <laughs> your eyes are closed. Lot, yes, I have a lot of insight. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop this. Sounds good. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, let's chat next week.